is Cheers to Your Pivot, a podcast to help you challenge old visions and lead your way. My name is Dr. Taryn, and I'm a leadership coach. I spent two decades climbing the conventional career ladder, only to realize it was not what I wanted. So I decided to pivot and start my own business. And I did so with a strategy in hand. My business launched to six figures in less than 90 days. Most importantly, I lead my way. Listen, conditioning kills calling. So let's get started. And cheers to your pivot. Hi there, I'm Dr. Taryn and I'm your leadership coach. Welcome back. You know, I really want to tell you why this work matters so much to me. I have been in your shoes. I've questioned my ability to be who I've envisioned myself to be. I understand fear very well. I understand self-doubt. And being where I'm at right now, sitting in this seat, I also know what it feels like to move past the grief of this old vision that you're fighting with, only to get to the other side of joy, work mattering, excitement, fulfillment, purpose on the other side of all that fear. And this is why I'm doing it. I have to tell you my story. When I tell you this story, it will make so much sense to you because you will literally feel like, same, I get you, girl. And you too can make this pivot. So I want to take you back before the pandemic. Do we remember before the pandemic? (laughs) I want to take you back. So for me, it was now or never. My husband and I, we were ready to have baby number three. And we literally couldn't wait. I mean, once we found out that this was a possibility for us, we did all the things. I have a 17-year-old, so there was a time when some of these tests and all the stuff didn't even exist. So when baby number two came, I was like, eh, you don't need to do that. We didn't do that with the first one. But for baby number three, we did everything, all the tests, all the blood work. We wanted to know the gender as, as soon as possible, like the earliest possible, which I didn't even know was a thing <laughs> that you can get the gender like at eight weeks if you did all this stuff. So we wanted to do it and we did. We walked straight into the doctor's office to do the blood work and we were really eager that perhaps it might be a boy. So we wanted to know. But after we did that blood work, about two weeks later, we got a call from the doctor. And this was the actual OBGYN. So this was unusual for me. It's not unusual to get a call from your doctor, right? But it is absolutely for me unusual to have the doctor, your doctor that will deliver your baby to call and leave a message. Typically, it's the nurse practitioner or the front desk office manager to just kind of update you on something. But this time it was the actual doctor and that felt strange. It actually made us a little nervous. So we were called into the office for a conversation with our doctor. We're not asked to arrive at the typical location that we're usually at. We are called to a different 
office. And again, our spidey senses are going up. We're like, okay, this this is all feeling really different, but we did all the things this time. And so maybe this was how it's going to be. It's a different path this time. So we go to this appointment and they let us know that we're having a boy. We are so excited. I mean, we look at each other. We could have literally high-fived. We were so hype. And then we were told that our baby had a 99.9% of having trisomy 21, otherwise known as Down syndrome. Talk about the roller coaster ride. Our excitement went from a high to an ultimate low. Immediately, my first thought, what did I do wrong? Was it that I was too old? Did I take too much time waiting between babies? What did we do wrong? This is not the baby that I envisioned for myself. So what happens really when you have to grieve a vision that you had for your life? I had already planned out this baby's entire life. The minute I found out I was pregnant and now that vision has changed immediately. And I have no idea what life is going to look like. So as you already know, at this point in my life, I'm at the top of my career. I'm running an 18 school district. I am an educational leader. I have a doctorate. I am a deputy superintendent. I turn around schools. I coach leaders. I help people through their most difficult times, crises, emergencies, life situations. They call on me. And at this very moment, I can't figure out what to do with my own life. I help people lead theirs. But who is actually going to help me at this moment? I didn't know. So the only thing I could think of, I could not sit and dwell on what was actually happening. I literally couldn't wrap my hands around it. So I had to do what I did best, which was dive into the work I could control. I started to create this meticulous, well-thought-out plan for my maternity leave. Everyone was going to know what was going to happen while I was going to be away because at no point would they ever feel a void of the leadership that I had and the power and impact that I had in that district. They weren't going to feel it at all. I was going to plan down to the detail how the money might be spent, how the leaders would continue to be coached, how the curriculum would be sorted, how the teachers would be supported, how the mayor and the community leaders would be involved, how the union would be engaged. I wanted to plan it all because that's what I could control. That's what I was good at. That was my expertise. This other thing that was going on in my life was not. So here I am working day and night, And almost ignoring the fact that I know I need to make a pivot in my life. I can feel the calling upon my life, but I don't know what to do. I work up until the day I give birth. So I'm literally in schools, walking schools on a Friday. 
and my baby boy arrives to the world on a Sunday afternoon, literally at 12 in the afternoon. So not a whole lot of time between the control I tried to keep and have and the newness of my journey that was literally by the end of the weekend. And so the minute I met him, it all made sense. I was having a baby and he would be a beautiful addition to our lives. I walked into this next journey with a bit more simplicity and just understanding I was having a baby. Let's put aside the fact that he has Down syndrome and let's just acknowledge he's another human in addition to our world. So while on maternity leave, I find out that that plan that I meticulously set in motion was being completely dismantled and I learned that my team was being dissolved. I had only been on maternity leave a couple of weeks before this information got to me and it really upset me. It was a hard time. I was dealing with trying to learn how to breastfeed, a baby that didn't always have strong muscle control in their mouth and that is a part of some of the characteristics with children with Down syndrome. I was still trying to navigate what my life would be like I was eager to get back to work eventually, but I just wanted to feel like the work I had put in place was valued. Instead, I felt like as I was pushing out a baby and beginning a new chapter in my life, it felt like I was literally being pushed out of a place that I loved, a place that I thought was home, and a place that I thought I would stay. It was at that moment that I knew I had to grieve that vision that I had of retiring as a superintendent. That was the vision I had before I had this new life, before I acknowledged that there was another goal I had in my life. I have said to myself, how could you walk away from a position like this? You've put all this work, time, money into being a superintendent, leading a district. It's what you've always wanted to do. How on earth at this time in your life, when stability is the most important thing, would you walk away? Well, I had to because I knew I wanted more. I wanted more than what the political nonsense I would be up against was offering me. I wanted more than that. I didn't want to keep fighting for a position that I already earned. I wanted to do work that mattered and I wanted to lead my way. So I literally had to come to a decision. Do I go back and stay in the mess or do I leave the mess? Do I grieve that old vision? And just simply leave the mess behind. So now that you're a listener, you already know what happened. I left the mess. I chose to leave. And it was hard. It was scary. I didn't always have the answers, but I did it anyway. And guess what happened? I became a best-selling author. I started a company and it launched to six, six figures in less than 90 days. And I now coach amazing leaders like yourself 
and I strategize for schools and businesses in the metaverse. I no longer sit in rooms that are too small for me. It ain't happening. I do work that matters to me. But what made all the difference is when I decided to pivot, I had a plan in hand. I didn't just wake up and change my mind. I went through a framework and that is the framework that I'm sharing with you. It's based on my own experiences, my falls, how it felt like to have grief, how it felt to move past it, how it felt to set up boundaries in a home where I maybe didn't have any at first. This work matters to me because I can literally teach you how to pivot into a vision that is bigger and better for you because I did it. I know what it feels like. So I think it's really important for you to understand the vulnerability that it takes to change. I get it. My life is so different now. Not only am I running my own company, I'm very active in the Down syndrome community. We have three children moving and shaking throughout this family, keeping us all busy. My husband is now married to an entrepreneur. That was not the case before. (laughs) And thank God he is someone who is tolerant to change. But he also knows that I had a calling upon my, my life and I had to listen. And so he was supportive with that. But it took a lot of time, a lot of ups and downs. And we still often check in around how we're communicating with each other to ensure we're good. So the work doesn't stop. I had to also check in with my older children. Being a sibling to someone with a disability is also changing their lives. But we're thriving. And I'm grateful to the pivot that I made. It's literally a better life on the other side of that grief. And that's what I want you to know. Everything you're feeling, the fear, the self-doubt, the criticism, the rejection, the hope, right? Because there is something inside of you that's saying, but I really feel like I can. I really feel like I can do this. And then it's only for a second that that lasts before all the other negative thoughts come in. But with Cheers to Your Pivot, we focus on the hope. We focus on how to use that hope to cultivate resilience, to embrace inclusivity, to build a network, to dare discomfort, to actually push against that discomfort that you're feeling and sometimes sit in it. This framework is all about you prioritizing your purpose, leaning into your power, and literally carving out a path forward for you to lead your way. And who best to lead you through this than someone like me who literally left it all behind only to get on the other side and see that life is better when you lean into your power. Life is better when you lean into your purpose. And I have the confidence now to know that when my path looks like it's going to shift and change, I've got the tools to pivot when and where necessary. That's going to be you as you go through this series with me. I'm so excited. 
Next week, we're going to actually talk about a case study of a client of mine who did something similar, had to grieve an old vision and lean into her purpose. And now she's doing just that. So I'm going to share some real examples of clients that I've worked with that have also been in your shoes. So you can see yourself reflected back to you in this work. And then as promised, we're going to kick off this prioritize purpose mini series and go step by step in what it looks like to declare a commitment to your purpose, to rethink your routines and set up some of those boundaries, and also build up those communication skills that you need to listen to your inner voice. That's coming in the coming sessions, but next week is our case study. So definitely come back and listen to that. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. You could have been anywhere in the world and you chose to be here. I really appreciate you for that. So listen, if you love this episode, make sure to follow so you never miss an episode with me. And if you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM on LinkedIn and we can connect over there. See you next week.